just just as uh, at if you were a Christian uh, in high school mm-hmm. at youth camps, right. as awkward as it was for you to have the like last night of youth camp talking about addictions mm-hmm. and pornography and sex, yeah. as awkward as it was for you to talk about that. Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate, and nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. In this episode, we're talking about the very serious topic of pornography addiction. It was a longer conversation, so we're going to be breaking this episode up into two parts. So make sure you come back next week for part two. Uh, We're also going to be including some helpful resources for those that are struggling with addiction, as well as some resources for those who just want to learn more about what pornography addiction is. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation, both part one and part two. But here we go with part one. Okay. 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 Cool. Um, uh, One. One. (laughs) <laughs> sorry I can't. i'm gonna do it we're gonna do it okay, ready okay one two three let's, let's talk, talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be let's talk about sex let's talk about sex yep yeah Welcome to the podcast. Well, with the, that. The worst intro oh, of man. all time. Uh, welcome to Biblical Lenses. Welcome We're Biblical gonna lenses. talk about sex and more specifically, um, uh, sex that you do alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. We're not gonna talk about the type of sex oh. that you have with a partner, we're going to talk about the type of sex that you do alone in your room and, and shamefully. We're talking about pornography. We're talking what, about pornography. What we're talking about, um, this is about as as joking as we're going to get on this podcast. Promise. We're going I'm straight to... Really serious. Really serious stuff. But just just as uh, at if you were a Christian uh, in high school mm-hmm. at youth camps, right. as awkward as it was for you to have the like last night of youth camp talking about addictions mm-hmm. and pornography and sex. Yeah. As awkward as it was for you to talk about that, it was just as awkward for us to, to c- figure out a way to come into this podcast yep. <laughs> that bridges the gap between entertaining and lighthearted yet honoring the topic, yep. which is pornography, pornography, which is what we're going to dive into. So before we get too far, uh, if you haven't subscribed to this completely inappropriate podcast, please do that so you know when a new episode that that kind of rides that line between fun and informational comes out, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, write something nice, or just subscribe on any podcast player that you listen to podcasts, and we'd really appreciate that. All right, let's dive right into this thing. Yep. Pornography. Oh, yep. We're going to, let's, okay. Um, I, okay, I'm going to take a very serious moment here yeah. and just say, uh, this episode is going to be about pornography. Uh, we want to talk about what pornography is from a biblical standpoint. What does mm-hmm. the Bible say about pornography and what are we as believers to think about pornography? And this is coming from two guys who have a porn testimony. Yep. Okay. So both of us at one time in our life, uh, had been addicted to pornography. Both of us uh, have either outed ourselves or been outed to that addiction. 
yep. and walked through years of healing from that addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so well, I just want to come out the bat, like really, like really transparent, let you know, uh, this isn't coming from a place of pointing or judging, yeah. but a place of understanding um, and personal experience. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to wind that in. Yep. Um, so I, I hope that you'll have grace with us as, as <clears throat> you know, um, you would with anybody else. Well, and I think too, like it's, it's good to note that uh, especially because I know a number of different like girls and ladies listen to our podcast. Like if you just heard this topic and you were like, all right, cool. Like I'm shutting that off because that doesn't apply to me or Super whatever. Dumb. It's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the current statistic is, but I do know that, um, you know, like previous statistics have basically said like 60 to 80% of women will also struggle with a pornography addiction in their lifetime wow. as well. So Is it's like, that much? It, it was at the time. I don't know. Obviously maybe that has I do changed. know that it, it's been on the rise. It has been like on the rise, right. especially with technology and stuff like that. Sure. But that being said, it's like you might not yourself struggle with it. Even as guys, like you might not yourself struggle with it, mm-hmm. but it's good to understand just as it's good to understand like, you know, what an alcoholic goes through. It's like, you know, you right. can better understand how to help and support them. Sure. Um, by it's understanding it, you know. understanding if you, if you yourself are struggling with this, then you can have insight, hopefully healing, mm-hmm. um, and maybe some redemption from it. If you aren't struggling with this, you'll have empathy, understanding for others yep. that are going through it. And, um, I think that's always a good thing yep. that we can understand people love them more yep. and figure out how we can pray for them, encourage them. Okay. Um, the Bible, I, I, before we started the podcast, uh, you were saying that I don't think we necessarily have to make the case that the Bible says pornography is bad no. because I, I think that's a pretty easy understand. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty easy, right? Yeah. Like it, the Bible says some really clear things like Jesus himself said something that's like very, very simple. Like you say like not to commit adultery, but I say, if you look at a woman in lust, you've committed a sin, yeah. right? Okay. So from that level, like it's pretty clear that Jesus isn't down with lust. Pornography would easily fall into the category of lust. Yeah. Okay. And I just, um, I have, I have, uh, like a little verse to like kind of kick us off. Um, but, uh, let's do this one. Let's do first Corinthians, um, chapter six, verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Paul's kind of laying out in Corinthians that there's this, there's a slight differentiation yeah. about what happens when we partake in sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Somebody could argue, well, what is sexual immorality? Is it immoral to pleasure yourself in the comfort of your own home? Yeah. Um, the Bible's going to go ahead and say, yeah, cause yeah. you're lusting while 100%. you're doing it. Yeah. Right. If you're not, can we just, I'm going to get a slightly less serious. Yeah. If you're not lusting while you are masturbating to pornography. Yeah. I just said like three you very said naughty very, words. Very, very big triggering words. I did. It's going to be talked about a lot. Okay. Cause it's, it's the, there's a couple of different, we'll, we'll address this before you go on with your point. Please. There's a couple of people that say like, well, what if I don't actually masturbate? Is that still wrong? And I'm like, mm. okay, yes, that is right. wrong. Just okay. as a preface. Yeah. They also say like, what if I'm just staring at a wall, not thinking of anything, mm. but I'm also math. It's like, okay, also, hey, that's also wrong. Right. It's There's no way that you're... I'm honestly, just going to say, get, get yeah. it, let, me, it let me respond like that, so. to, to both of those yeah. points. I don't know, and I'll just speak for men. I've never spoken to a man 
who masturbates to the thought of chicken soup. Yeah. Just don't never, never, <laughs> never met a dude that did that. I tell yeah. you right now, if I did, I'd contact a psychologist <laughs> you, real quick. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that person's probably a serial killer. Right. Uh, yeah. They so, are on their you know, way to yeah. a rampage of death. And of death. Yep. Um, so I would say it's very, the more common, the more common direction is something lustful. Yeah. Men are very visual as well. Yeah. Something lustful triggers us and we pursue the path of self pleasure yeah. And there's always lust on our minds. But even even like with with women, I think that's that's another thing. Like sure. um, with women, it's not necessarily a it's not necessarily a visual thing. Understanding it's more of an emotional attachment to that, where it's mm. like I need to. And, and this is actually coming from like um, like like statistics coming from like pornography websites that say like the reason why women watch porn isn't because they want to see, you know, a naked person. Okay. It's because they want to know like, okay, this person is in this situation and this person is giving them affection and emotion when their husband isn't. Okay. And so they, they attach themselves emotionally to a lot of this pornography. And so it's like, in a sense, it's the same kind of lust where you're, you're longing or lusting for something that you don't have. Sure. Um, and so I, I would say like, there's no distinguish, distinguishing like difference between, you know, men and women when they watch porn. Yeah. We're going to speak in some generalities here. Like very much in this episode, please forgive us of that, but we're, we're trying to drive towards simpler points and, and to simplify points, we're going to make some generalized. We know that there there's different people that have different thoughts or needs or desires. We know there's varieties of thought processes and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So we're not trying to say everybody fits into these fine little categories, but for the most part, generally speaking men think a certain way women think a certain way about things but when it comes to pornography i feel like it's i feel like some people like you said are might also define well what what counts as pornography yeah right was it are are we talking about hardcore you know uh, internet pornography or was shakira and j-lo's super bowl halftime show considered pornography i would consider that yes it's there's you know there's going to be a wide spectrum of debate on what is pornography so you're you went to bible college what is the greek word for pornography break it down for us why do you got to hit me with that? You didn't preface this at all that we were Come going on, to. Come on, brother. You know it's pornea. Let's do yes, this. Yes, I know, but I just okay. So okay. essentially, like when we're when we're talking about you know what is what is the line? I don't I don't think that there's a health. It's just like when you talk about like kissing or making out or whatever with your okay. with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like hey, you know you can yeah you can you can like play with the line. You can you know kind of like dance around the line and, and see how, how close you can get to it. All of that sounded pornographic. Go ahead. Well, I, what I'm saying is like, like the best way that I had it described to me one time is like, you're kind of playing with a stick of dynamite and it's got, mm. a, it's got a, like a fuse on it and you sure. keep lighting that fuse and it gets shorter and shorter and shorter until eventually there's really no fuse left. And you're okay. so close to the, to the end of the dynamite. It's like, it's so easy just to step over mm. and you know, it's like you light that fuse one more time. And then it's like, next thing you know, and that's at, we always say this, especially in the youth ministry where it's like your, your, when you are, Satan doesn't try to tempt you from, from like A to Z. He tries to get you from A to B and okay. B to C and C to D. And by the time you look down the line, you're all the way at, you know, Y and you look back and say, how do I, how did I get here? Well, it's a, it's a number of different steps that you've taken. Of course. And you start off very, like 
so just talking about, and we'll talk probably about our porn journeys throughout this podcast, but the way I got started wasn't like, I didn't start and open up my browser and was like, okay, cool. What am I going to look at? I'm just going to pull this website out of the air. Okay. It was, hey, I'm going to like, I found a, like a Kohl's catalog or whatever. And I found the ladies section of that Kohl's catalog. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to go there. Like, like nothing, nothing that was designed to have guys look at it and, you know, be like, okay, sure. I'm, you know, but as a very young boy who had, who hadn't been experienced to that stuff. Sure. That's how I got, that's how I got. So that was your first experience, technically speaking with pornography, the thing that made you lust that I went out and sought it out. Yes. That would actually be similar to mine. My, my first experience with something that like stirred up lust in me yeah. was probably, uh, like a sports illustrated laying around. Yeah. Like swimsuit edition. Yep. Right. That as a 14, 15 year old boy really stirred up that that was a starting point. Mm. If I think about that now or if you talked about that in a room in the context of pornography and you said a ladies catalog where bras are being modeled, they go, oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. But it's interesting that both you and I. That was the start of the slippery slope. Yeah. Right. That led us to like say, oh, that I want to see more of that. Yeah. And the more you see actually really, really interesting. Um, uh, years ago, uh, Mark Driscoll, say what you want about him, but he wrote a book called Porn Again Christian. Yeah. Porn Again Christian has a very interesting chapter about it. And it talks about lots of stuff. Yeah. The theology of pornography, the the stats and the details of pornography. But there's a very interesting chapter that scared the living like just pie out of me yeah. that was called the slippery slope of Ted Bundy. I remember the chapter yep. distinctly yeah. because in it, he literally just has the transcripts of Ted Bundy saying like, I started out watching, looking at this, mm -hmm. then it went to softcore porn, hardcore porn. Yep. I needed more. It needed to be rougher. It needed to be crazier. Yep. And then I needed to act out my fantasies. Yep. Yep. And it's like, I'm not trying to say that that's what happens to everybody. Yeah. But it terrified me, uh, like understanding that like slopes are slippery. Yeah. Right. And like 100%. you can go from a Macy's bra catalog yeah. to being heavily addicted. Yeah. And, and and we'll talk more about this where there's physiological effects on your brain 100%. and body. Yeah. Because you're so addicted to this substance, you're abusing it. Yeah. Right. It's bad for you. Um. So it's it's crazy to think that like there is this wide spectrum. That's how we got on this tangent. Yeah. There is a wide spectrum and I'm, I'm down to have the conversation with anybody about what constitutes porn yeah. as long as they're willing to say that any type of porn, anything that reacts that type of elicits that response in a man or woman yeah. is a slippery slope. Yep. 100%. That's, that, that's my thought about yeah. that. And, and, and I would agree with you. And it's like, you know, and for different people, it's, it's different trigger events too. Like, sure. You know, and, and, and I think a lot of. I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those things where a lot of people would say, especially people that have been addicted to porn, like it's such a desensitizing thing, you know, so where it's like it's it's now, you know, if, if I and I've I was addicted to porn for, you know, over 10 years. Um, so it's like, you know, if, if I see somebody naked nowadays, like on the street, well, specifically like a woman naked on the street on the street. 
What streets I'm are trying, you walking down? Hey, man, you know. I don't want to go to those You never streets. know. Okay. Well, well, we'll put it in a better term. Like, let's okay. say I'm watching them on Netflix, right? Like, sure. Netflix is always putting out shows, and like 95% just of the shows on Netflix. Slipping a nipple. They're just, that. yeah, exactly. Un- they're like. Inappropriate. It's like they're having a like a regular conference call, and all of a sudden a lady's like naked, and you're like, okay, how did we get here? I don't yep. know. That's, that's what that's we why, call the Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> that's Halloween why, obligatory boob shot. That's why Netflix uh, is. is like some of their shows are just trash. I'm like, I, it's there's true. no, there's no point to this. Anyways, say all that to say, like if I'm watching a show and Austin that comes up, like I'm, I'm so desensitized to it that I'm not mm. immediately like, like I just, where, whereas like if I compare that to my, you know, 10 year old self, if mm. that was to happen, sure. I would have probably immediately like just started sweating and been like, I just saw somebody naked. So it's like, it's right. weird when you are so desensitized to that, that it's just like, you can see it and be like, oh, okay. Talk, talk about the, des- like speaking of the desensitizing nature of porn. I remember like years ago, uh, John Mayer, the musician mm. got just hammered by the media yeah. because he came out and it was, this is years ago. Like, I feel like people talk about porn a lot more casually in 2020. Yeah. Then I think this was probably like 2007 or yeah. eight. I don't know. Don't quote me, but don't fact check me. But he came out and he was, he just started, he confessed publicly that he has, he had an addiction to porn. Yeah. But the interesting thing was in his confession of his addiction, he said um, that he watches porn and that he finds himself watching 30 seconds to a minute of it and then swipes to the next thing because one woman or one scene is no longer enough for him that he has to watch a total of 20 or 30 scenes to satisfy himself. And I remember the media going, John Mayer's gross. And I remember thinking, John Mayer's like like the majority of men in this country. He's just the one speaking about it publicly. Mm-hmm. And so the desensitization, I don't know if I said that word correctly. Probably not. At like that desensitizing nature of pornographies, just it dulls you, it numbs you, and you do need more and more. Of course. And you need things that surprise you. So I remember uh, I was watching a, a sermon and um, it was by the founder. I, I don't think, he, I don't know if he's still associated with this ministry, but his name was Craig Gross. Yep. He founded Triple X yep. Ministries that specifically minister to uh, people in the sex industry. Yep. So porn stars, uh, strippers, um, and prostitutes. prostitutes yep. That was their whole purpose. And it's still going. I believe it was taken over by an ex porn star and her husband. Yeah. So they run that Which ministry. Which is fantastic. Fanta- yeah. Amazing. Right. They like, and people had side note, people had tons of issues with that ministry. Yeah. And I don't know why they, but they didn't like the fact they would go to porn conventions and yeah. have shirts that say Jesus loves porn stars yeah. and try to talk to women and men and tell them about like the gospel, yeah. share with them the good news. And people just hate they, Some people were just like, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's in the same it's in the same vein as like when we talked about Kanye West. It's like when right. you live a life that is so anti gospel, that is so anti Jesus, mm. and then you tell like, and then you you are encountered with the gospel and you change your life, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, and and I get kind of why, and we can talk about this a little bit, but like okay. I get, I understand where it's like, if you're going to live with an addiction and you're going to continue to live with that addiction uh-huh. um, and still proclaim the name of Jesus, right? I can understand how as a Christian that is submitted to Jesus, that is living their life as sinless as they possibly can. And then you have somebody else that's like, well, I'm also a Christian, but 
I'm also addicted to pornography or, but like, I'm also saying that you can be a, and I think that a lot of Americans didn't understand that they weren't telling porn stars like, Hey, you can be a Christian and still be in the porn industry. Right. They were saying like, do you want to get out? Because that's the other thing that we don't realize about the porn industry. And really actually a thing that has changed many people and turn them off against it mm. is like the porn industry is not glorified. No. As, as, like it makes it seem like it's a glorified thing is that like, everybody's like, Oh, these girls love it. These like blah, blah, blah. And like right. when they actually interview these girls, it's like, Hey, half the time they're like on speed or some other drug right. just to get them through. And then on top of that, like afterwards they're crying or they're puking or right. whatever. And then on top of that, like, most of them are doing it because they feel like they have no other options. Like if sure. they get out, cause their producer has told them like, you are nothing. You'll never go anywhere. Like I will make right. your reputation. Like you're a porn star. Like where are you going to go? You're it's, not going to get it, a nine to five job. It's a hard case to make that, uh, for the people who are involved in the porn industry, that it's a healthy industry. When the statistics say that the large majority of especially girls, um, that, that enter into the porn industry don't last more than a few years. And the, the majority of those girls that went in to the porn industry come from a place of abuse, fatherless yeah. homes, molestation or rape yeah. uh, as young girls. Yeah. And so they have an unhealthy association with sex. And so they're using it like in an unhealthy way. Yeah. So it's, it's hard for you to say what a healthy place when the majority of people are going all have uh, similar symptoms yeah. that are unfortunate and unpleasant. And, and that being said, though, it's like, you know, I, I just trying to get back into the conversation. Sure, sure, hand. sure. Like, you know, when we are talking about like people like triple X church where it's like mm-hmm. they're ministering to these people. They're not saying, Hey, you can continue to live in this industry. They're saying like, do you want to get out? Like right. there's a way to get out. Jesus loves you. And most of the people that they actually minister to, will end up coming to know Jesus. And they're just saying like, we want to give you, if you want out, we can get you out. Like we can find things for you to do. We can get you like unaddicted to sex or unaddicted to this or whatever. Like we will give you validation and love that you've never had before. And so it's like, I'm totally on board with them, but I can also see where, you know, people have mistaken their message. I I get it. And I, I think that everybody has like their limits, right? Yeah to what is like understandable, acceptable or hard for them to process or, Mm -hmm. or kind of take. Some people had a a hard time taking the fact that they went to porn conventions. They can't do that. And they had a great point. They're like, but like, are you telling me Jesus didn't like minister to prostitutes? Yeah, he did. Right. He ministered to people in the sex industry. Why would we not? And to do that, you got to go where they are. Yeah. So this is just ministry. And they had all sorts of things that they would be above reproach and have protection and do so on and so forth. But, it, some people had a problem with that. Some people didn't. Some people, the majority of the people had a major problem with the fact that Craig Gross, the founder of Triple X Ministries or Triple X Church, went on tour with Ron Jeremy, one oh, of the most yeah. prolific porn stars, yeah. to do a series of talks about the porn industry. And they became really good friends and they would like lovingly debate on stage from opposite viewpoints and they did that and they went you can't do that now you are just being friends with them and it's like sorry uh jesus was pretty good friends with that mary lady right pretty good friends um yeah but he's still it's friend of sinners right right. so like like, he a lot of people that was there was like too much for them yeah right but Anyways, we got on this long tangent about like Triple X Church, but it, the 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 idea was that um, that there are people that are ministering in like in these avenues, yeah. uh, and it's an unhealthy uh, space, and yeah. that they're like we see brokenness here, mm-hmm. and we want to pour into that, but um, the desensitization 
says like, hey, like I can't, I, I, I need more, I need more, I need more, yeah. like that. Would be like this. Well, that's it for the conversation today. This is part one of two on our conversation about pornography and pornography addiction. Uh, make sure to come back next week and check the podcast for the conclusion of the conversation. Uh, and again, check the show notes for all those resources and reach out if you are struggling or somebody you know is struggling with pornography addiction. We'll see you next week.